You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. Are you ready to blab with me? Grab a front row seat as I adventure through motherhood, build my career, and not lose my shit. This podcast is a place for women to come together and relate through the highs and lows of business and motherhood, keep it real, and learn some new business tips and tricks while inspiring each other to do the dang thing. So close your eyes and take a deep breath, mama. You found us. It might not always be pretty, but you can count on one thing. We are in this hot mess together. Back to boss ladies and babies. It's summer. I am so happy. I am living for the sunshine. It was a long winter. It was a long spring and I am ready for summer. And this is the last couple months I have with my daughter home full time. She does continue her preschool into the summer just a little bit. But then in September, she starts kindergarten and my mind is blown. How did five years just go by like that quickly? I swear I blinked and she's going to be in kindergarten. And I've been spending a lot of time just like reflecting back on all this time we had together and our ins and outs of every day. And even now she only goes to preschool a couple hours, two days a week. And we've just had five years together, just spending all of this quality time. And as excited as I am for her to go to kindergarten and flourish and socialize and all of those things, I am just sitting there in that mom guilt, you know, that we have just thinking, did I do enough? Did I enjoy this time enough? Like we're about to have this huge shift in season, which we'll get into over the next couple months here. But I just, I'm feeling all the feelings about it. And so as with many of us, my goal is to really enjoy this summer, be really present, be you know, there with my kids, still be able to scale my business, but do so in a way that I feel really at peace and happy and balanced and all of those things that we are all thriving for. And so I am dedicated to working through it with all of you this month, sharing all of the ins and outs of it. And I am so excited to get into this episode today because we have a virtual assistant on, which If you know me, you know I love talking about outsourcing because it can be really powerful. So we're going to get into this episode. I do want to share a little bit of my highs and lows, give you a mental health check-in, and then we are going to jump right into it. So my high and low for the week, this is, I'm like, you know you're a grown-up win for this high. We purchased a big toy playground, whatever you want to call it for our backyard. (laughs) My mom stayed and hung out with my daughter the other day so that my husband and I could have a couple hours to ourselves. And we were like, what are we going to do? We have a couple hours. It's the middle of the day. The baby's sleeping. Mom's with my daughter. We're like, let's go to Costco. (laughs) So my husband and I go to Costco. We're walking around. We see this big toy that would actually fit in our backyard that has a kitchen and a little hideout. And it's two stories. It's like a treehouse type situation with a slide. And we bought it. And I honestly felt like we made it as parents. Like this was my defining moment, not having two kids, not anything else that I've done. Buying this big toy for my backyard was my defining moment as a mom. (laughs) And I just was so excited and proud and happy. And we put it together and my daughter loves it more than anything. And it literally just made 
made everything for me. It just, it was huge. It was a huge moment. And I feel really silly even saying that because who am I? (laughs) That something like that can make me so happy, but it made my daughter so happy. I know my little guy's going to love it when he's a little bit bigger. Like it was such a great purchase. So that was definitely my high. My low is that we are still fighting these dang germs that I thought would be going away as we head into summer. My daughter actually has an appointment with a specialist, um, ear, nose, and throat specialist, because I think something's going on with her adenoids. She has had this ear infection that will not go away, and she continues to get sick. And so we were actually supposed to go camping over Memorial Day weekend, but she got hit with another bug. And I think it was actually a stomach bug this time. It was like a fever and some stomach stuff. And then she was better. So that was kind of intense. Uh, We almost ended up in urgent care because she was in so much pain in her stomach. It was really, really scary. And so not only did we have to cancel like one of our first big like summer plans and she had to miss out on that. We also had to, you know, sit there with her while she was in so much pain, which was terrifying for her and terrifying for us. And it was just, it was a lot. But once she started feeling better, we made the most of it. Her and her dad camped in the backyard while I got to stay and sleep in my cozy bed. And the baby was in his crib because he's still waking up during the night. And I did not want to be dealing with that in a tent. So it worked out. It was not what we expected, not the way we wanted to kick off summer on Memorial Day weekend, but we made the most of it and she's feeling great now. And we are heading off into summer full speed ahead. So I would say with all of that being said, and of course, you know that I just had recently my first live event that I hosted and workshop that I taught at, which I got all into in our last episode, With those things and everything going on now that my daughter's feeling better, my mental health is feeling pretty dang high right now. I would say I am sitting at about an 8 out of 10. It's a mixture of the sunshine and the community and the fun that we're having in our backyard and just all of the vibes and good stuff heading into summer feels really great. So my mental health is looking up this week. I am feeling pretty dang good. I hope you are too. And if you're not, that's okay because tomorrow is a new day. Next week is a new week. Next month is a new month. And we are all just doing the best that we can. So let's get into today's episode because I am super excited to chat with our guest. She actually works with busy photographers who wear too many hats in their own business. And she is on a mission to help entrepreneurs be able to offload and delegate the tasks that don't require their expertise and time. Our guest has over 10 years of experience in photography and over 15 years in the administration world. And so it's really her jam. And she shares so much with us today about when is the right time to hire a VA, how to know if your VA is the right one for you, maintaining boundaries in your business, and how to develop systems to accelerate your business. So we're going to take a really short break, and then please help me welcome to the show the lovely Emily. Can I share with you one of my biggest time-saving tips? We know our time is precious, and especially as we head into summer, our working hours seem to get smaller and smaller. And creating content is a major part of growing your business, but it likely isn't your full-time job. So why does it feel like every time you sit down to work on your business, 
you're working in some kind of content creation. If you're tired of constantly wondering what to post or what to talk about, if you want to grow your visibility, stand out, and attract new clients, but you want to do so in a way that doesn't consume every minute of your business, I've got something for you and it kicks off in July. Head to the link in the show notes and check out my content summer camp where I teach you how to shake things up, streamline your content creation process, and help you work through creating your three-month content plan backed with 30 days of mentorship and support. Welcome to the Boss Ladies and Babies podcast, Emily. Hi, I'm super excited to be here. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited you're here too. We're going to be talking today all about delegation and I'm really excited to dig into this with you. I preach outsourcing all the time in this space and I think it's such an important conversation to have, especially when you're trying to scale your business. So I just cannot wait to pick your brain on this. But before we do, please tell us who you are, what you do, what makes you a boss lady. Let's get to know you a bit. Sure. Yeah. Well, thanks again. Uh, again, my name is Emily Woodruff and I run Moxie Assist. Um, so it's kind of an unconventional name, but I used to be a photographer um, and then COVID hit to give you kind of the, the long story short version of my business. COVID hit and basically depleted my photography business. And I felt like I still had something to offer and still had something to give. And maybe it necessarily wasn't photography anymore, but I have worked in that realm for so many years that I wanted to stick close to it. So I started offering virtual assistant services for photographers specifically. Um, I love working with women and empowering them and helping them to just kind of do better in their businesses. And thus my business was born. So now I work specifically with female photographers um, and love to work with them on their CRMs and their email marketing, um, website updating, things along those lines. That's awesome. Do you do photography anymore at all yourself? I do. I do. Um, just not as much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could imagine that that was definitely one of those businesses that COVID really shook up there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and where I live, I live in the thumb of Michigan. So if you're not from here, that means we're in the middle of the like the countryside. Okay. Um, I've only been out here for five years anyway. So I was kind of already rebuilding my business out here in a very small town feel. Um, And photography is kind of an oversaturated market anyway. Yeah. So I was kind of already struggling with that. And then once COVID hit, it was just like, there's just, this is just not the right time for that for you, you know? Yeah. Um, And what a great pivot. I mean, to really take what you're passionate about and find a way to still be able to work within that field, but then also give back in a completely different way. That's really cool. Thanks. Yeah. And I'm an administrator by day too. So this is my side, side gig and I've, I've got degrees in management, business management and office professionalism and all of those things. So it really, it's kind of like my eyes finally opened and it's like, this is what you should have been doing, you know? So yeah. How awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, yes, I cannot wait to pick your brain and get into things like we said, but before we do, we have a segment on the show where I ask my guests to rate their mental health on a scale of one to 10. So Emily, how are you feeling today? Um, probably like a seven and a half, which isn't 
awesome, but I've been, I don't know if you can hear it or not, but I've been fighting this awful little sickness for the last week. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of just rebuilding myself today and feeling like a human again. So yeah, oh somewhere right there. Yeah. I mean, that's not too bad. That's like a, you know, C, C plus. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Not yeah. too bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, let's get into it. Let's start kind of at the beginning. So if somebody, you know, is running their business and they've been thinking about hiring a virtual assistant or someone to come in and help with their business, how would they know that it's the right time to actually do that? Like who could benefit from a VA and then how do they know it's the right time to bring one in? So, I mean, I specifically can talk to photography, but in general, I think when you stop being able to enjoy the job that you're doing and you spend most most people who are looking for VAs, um, they do their job full time, um, but it becomes something that you're no longer just doing full time. You're doing overtime, mm-hmm. spending those 16 hours, 18 hour, 20 hour days again, just trying to stay caught up and you're missing out on time from your friends and your family, usually your immediate family, um, and you're not having joy in your business anymore. And that's the whole point of being able to do our businesses is to do the things that we love. So if yeah. you're taken away from it and you you don't love it anymore or don't love all of the tasks that you're doing, that's a really good indicator to just pause and see what things, what things do I hate? Which things am I just not great at? What things can somebody else do for me that don't need my creative brain or don't need my um, expertise specifically? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and how, you know, how can you scale your business when you're dedicating all of this time to things that you don't even enjoy doing? You're not leaving any room for yourself to create more, you know, you're stuck in this kind of like grind, which many of us started our own businesses to not be feeling that way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if you, you know, if you feel like there's things that you can offload and your expertise will, that you will, I'm sorry, I don't know how to talk today. (laughs) you feel like there's things that you can offload um and you will earn more money by pouring into either developing new whether it's like printables if you're somebody who does digital downloads things like that if it's building a course that you're doing online if it's more time that you're able to spend face-to-face with your clients offering coaching sessions etc etc um if you can earn more money by by doing that then literally wasting your time and paying somebody probably a lot less than what you think that they're going to cost too. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a huge red flag also, or green flag, I guess would be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, you know, in the end will actually end up saving you time and money by, you know, bringing in that help for sure. One of the things I find is, you know, it's a pretty scary thing to do because I feel like letting someone see the back end of your business can feel really vulnerable and yeah. you definitely want to trust whoever you give this access to. So how does somebody know if a VA is the right person for them? Like, how do you know if it's the right fit? So sometimes I think you just don't know. And it's just a, it's just a, it's like getting a regular job. You don't know if this is going to be the perfect fit until you go and test the waters. But with VAs, you can start out and say, Hey, I'm just not, quite ready to pass my whole business over to you. Here's some things that you can do on a trial. And that's really common in the VA world to do like a two week trial or a monthly trial where you still can commit them to earning a certain amount of money. Um, You have certain parameters you're going to be looking for. 
And then you can kind of understand if your communication style is the right way with them. Um, if you like the quality of work, if you like their speed of service, you know, mm-hmm. all along those same lines, um, doing a trial is a really great way to do that. And there's some people, sometimes you just don't have the right personality for one another, right? But that's huge in your business. If you have a VA that you can't click with, it's going to be really difficult to feel like you can trust them. And that's okay. There's, there's tons of us out here, right? Ready and willing to work with different people and, we don't take it hard. We, it's just like, it's just trial and error, you know? Yeah. Do you think that it's better to seek out somebody who specializes in what you do versus a general VA? Or do you think that's really like a case by case kind of basis? I think depending on the field that you're in, Mm -hmm. But mostly I think it's a case by case deal. Yeah. Um, okay. That makes sense. There's certain tasks that I would say I would never have my general VA do this because if you're generalized, you're not specializing in anything. Mm-hmm. And it's going to end up costing lots of hours and lots of time for you to do this thing where I can just say, hey, I know that getting this CRM is going to cost me X amount of dollars and it'll be done the right way and done fully. I'm just going to have her do this and you can continue doing these standard tasks for me. Yeah, that makes sense. So for me, I personally waited a really long time before I was finally comfortable enough to bring on help because I am a bit of a control freak. (laughs) I have a really hard time handing things over to somebody like I want my hands in everything. But Mm -hmm. I feel really lucky because I actually found a team that I really, really trust and I have a really good friendship with and they're actually two of the members that are inside of my membership community, Boss Ladies Babies Headquarters, and they've grown to be like really good friends of mine. And without having that, you know, pre-created friendship and connection with these people, I don't know if I would have ever been at a place where I would feel comfortable bringing someone on. But that also was, you know, a big block holding me back that I needed to trust somebody. And I also wanted to have my hands and everything. And I needed to feel comfortable, you know, talking through things with whoever I'm bringing on. So I'm curious to hear what kind of boundaries you would suggest that people can set to make sure that you're really comfortable bringing someone on that you might not know really well. And then on the second end of that, like if you do know them, how do you get comfortable setting those boundaries so that things don't get awkward or uncomfortable? Sure. So uh, boundaries are a very personal thing. Um, and some people really need to stick to them to be able to function. And some people, their lives are just okay to have a little bit more fluctuating. Um, Mm -hmm. but if you're somebody who prioritizes getting to have dinner with your family every single night, you need to set your office hours. Yeah. So if you're somebody who prioritizes, you know, your weekends, if you don't work on the weekends, it's really explicitly saying the things that you value and sticking to them. Some people, whether it's the business owner or, or the VA will try to push those boundaries and say, well, I know it's Saturday and you don't work on Saturdays, but here's my task list for you to do. I have certain clients that I will just not respond to at all because they know at this point, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm not working at this, this time. I'm not working during the day. I'm not working on Sundays, you know, and other ones when it's kind of new, I'm like, Hey, I've received your email just so you know, but I won't be dealing with this until Monday. Nice. 99% of the time they say, 
I'm super sorry. I forgot. No problem. Mm-hmm. And that's usually what it is, is just being open with your communication, not being afraid to say, hey, these are the things that I need to stick by. I need you to help me stick to these guidelines. And they have no problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. Yeah. I, I was thinking about it more from like my end as like hiring the VA, but yeah, I, I really oh. didn't even think about like how how important it would be to set boundaries as the VA too, because once somebody does bring you on, like, I feel like when you're in your creative flow, it could be easy to just be like, okay, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Like throwing stuff at your VA nonstop. And that could make things very uncomfortable as well. It could, but at the same time, like email is email. And you know, Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're somebody who has to look at and respond to every single email that comes your way, maybe being a VA isn't the right right job for you yeah I I have a great ability to say it's nine o'clock I am not checking my phone anymore or right. I can look at it and see if it's something that's super high level um see if it's something that their whole world is breaking down obviously there's times where the rules could shift but I have a really great ability to be able to just say nope I'm past my time um I appreciate you checking in we'll we'll talk more on Monday other people really struggle with it, but there's there's different ways. You can set reminders on your phone. You can set like the do not disturb thing mm. um, and set that for a certain times so you're less prompted during the day or not even keep it on your phone. Mm-hmm. If that's something that you struggle with responding or looking at or getting caught up in all the time, yeah. leave it on your computer. Leave it for when you're sitting down and doing your work, you know? I'm envious of your ability for that. I definitely, <laughs> I would not fare well as a VA because it's like, I get an email and it's like, everything is the most important thing. It's something I'm actively working on, but I'm very reactive to anything coming through for business and setting those boundaries is really hard for me. So I like that you called out, like for some people, it just might not be for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's ways too. like when I start to get really busy in my business, I have an automatic responder that I'll just throw up until I feel like I am back in control. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just says, Hey, I've received your message. Please just know that this is a busy season or, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, Please give me up to 48 hours to return your message. It usually takes four hours for me to respond, but Mm -hmm. it gives me the grace to be able to do that. And for you to know that I've seen it, I'm looking at it. I'm not on a beach in Hawaii somewhere, right? Just ignoring you here's my parameters, you know? And I think it tells them too, like, if I'm going to email you, maybe I should make it, maybe I should make my email more worth it instead of just, Hey, do you have a second? Hey, can you do this? And be like, here's five things I need for you to do this week. Kind of deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Now, do you find like what I mentioned about having a hard time, like passing my things off to people because I like to have my hands in everything. Do you find that that is a pretty common Yes. Thing a lot of business owners face. Yeah. Yes. Any tips for that? So something that I've started doing is just initially doing a zoom call with them. And like I do my onboarding call, but then once they kind of start giving me some of their information, you can kind of gauge and, and feel out how your clients are. And if they're kind of taking their time on actually giving you tasks, I'm like, Hey, do you want to just co-work for the first Saturday together? Or because I'm a part-timer, I have to do it on Saturdays, but like, do you want to just set aside an hour or two where we can talk through your systems and talk through these things? Would that make you feel better about 
me getting into this with you? Or do you feel better about communicating it with me that way? I have a client now that we meet once a month on Saturdays because she feels like she can't articulate in her emails what mm. she wants done. That's no problem to me. And actually she's in the same, same state as me. So we have kind of a, an opportunity to meet up halfway mm. or do something like that every now and again. But I, yeah, that's just, I try to open myself up and say, Hey, is it easier for me to, you know, then we can share our screens. We can see what the other one's doing. It's basically like being in person with them, you know? Yeah. I like that. I feel like that's got to help a lot. Cause like I mentioned, you know, with, with my team, I know them. I mean, we've never met in person, but we've known each other online for, you know, over a year. And so it's like, there's that level of comfort where you can start to let your guard down and and feel comfortable, you know, stepping back and not having your hands and everything. So I think that's really cool that you offer that. Cause I feel like, you know, it is really personal to work hand in hand with somebody in your business. And I think people are, it's scary too. The internet's really, the internet's full of creeps and like Mm -hmm. a lot of weird people. And you want me to give you access to everything that I have built up so far. I'm not ready to do that. I don't want to do that. So I, you know, I understand because I've been a business owner also that I don't want just any Joe Blow to be working on the back end of my website. Right. I want to know that I can trust them. So even if that just means having a couple more sessions where they just see my face and see my cat running around behind me or, (laughs) you know, like see that I'm a real person. I think that that helps a lot. Yeah. And then it starts to become more natural. Like you say, some of, some of your team are like, they're close. They feel like they're your best friends. Like I have that with some of my clients and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I know her kids by, by their name, you know, I've never met them, but right. I know who she's talking about because we've built such a good relationship thus far. And it's, it's neat. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. And then it makes it, you know, just so much more personal. And I feel then all around, it's just, you guys are supporting each other on such a great level. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So are there things that people can do to make it easier both for themselves and for a potential VA that they're bringing on? And if so, like, what are these systems and how can they help accelerate your business point? So if I'm getting ready to bring on a VA, like what Mm -hmm. systems can I put in place to make it easier for the VA to step in and then start, you know, scaling and accelerating things on a quicker level? Okay. So just knowing what your goals are is incredibly helpful. Um, sometimes people will say, I know that this is the next step I need to take, but they don't really have a plan for you. Mm. So knowing if it's redesigning your website or if it's getting your CRM in order, um, even if you don't know which CRM that is yet, your VA can probably help you with that. Um, in evaluating which, which items you really need and which ones will be best for your business and your level of comprehension with it too. Um, and having like your passwords and your access, all of, all of those things able to be shared. You can do it with LastPass. You can do it with, um, I think the other one's called one key. Sorry. I don't know that for sure. One pass, something like that. Um, but there's tons of resources for you to be able to share your information back and forth and just kind of being ready to say, here you go. Like, here's, here's the instruction manual. It's your turn, you know, it's your time. So I think just having a roadmap is one of the biggest things. Yeah. I think 
to even if you aren't considering bringing on a VA like mm-hmm. right now or if you if it's not something that you don't necessarily see yet in the future of your business that was one thing that really was a focus for mine when I was organizing my systems and getting you know the back end of my business really cleaned up even when a VA wasn't on my radar at all was mm-hmm. I was you know building these systems in a way that if I were to bring someone in tomorrow they could come in and fully understand the back end of my business without me having to spend hours of time of my time and their time, like trying to teach them because everything was disorganized and all over the place. Yeah. I really like to do that through Trello. That helped me so much just for myself, have it organized, but then it makes it super easy to bring someone in. Do you have like a tool that you recommend to kind of organize things in? I'm actually kind of an anomaly. I don't like working in those tools. I will, if my client wants them. No problem. I prefer to do everything via email. And I think it's because I'm a (laughs) part-timer. So I'm a little bit different, but I have all of my requests for work have to come through email. Um, And it's totally because I'm a zero inbox kind of girl. And if something is left unread, it's a to-do. And if it's read, then I know that I've already dealt with it, which is essentially what those boards are. Um, Yeah but I, for some reason, just click better with it. Um, there's tons of them. There's some that are geared towards people who have ADHD. There's some that are geared towards creatives and more analytical types. There's a board out there for everybody, for sure. Yeah. Um, but no, I me... just love my Gmail. <laughs> yeah, nice. Can you tell me what it feels like to be a zero email? I'm going to, this is embarrassing, but I'm going to admit it here. Um, at this current moment, I have <laughs> I almost can't even say this. 12,153 oh, no. unread emails. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's bad. That stresses and, me out. <laughs> you know, I'm to the point where it doesn't even stress me out anymore. It's just there and it's just become the normal. So yeah. can before we wrap up, can you give any tips? on being a zero inbox kind of girl. Yeah. Deal with it when they come in. Mm -hmm. Um, I do it at my house, you know, my personal email, I do it for my business and I do it at my regular job. When things come in, I file them immediately. If I have to go back through and re-log them and refile them and re-put them in different places, it ends up taking up so much time compared to if I just do it instantly. Like my, my regular job, I work for a construction company and I'm the person that sends out like invitations to bid. I have 85,000 emails in my inbox. Um, every one of them, except for like seven right now are filed away. Oh my gosh. Including my sent box too. Like, so everything, because I know how big of a deal it is to go back in and find things later. Mm -hmm. To be able to do it in a systematic way makes things so much easier than trying to have to sift through 85,000 emails. Mm-hmm. Just putting it in the folder narrows down my time by like 45 minutes of looking, you know? Nice. So I'm very much a, when you're done with it, put it away. When when you're done with it, don't set it down, put it away. Mm-hmm. In my inbox and my cups in my house and everything, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, for me the email and then on a personal side, the camera roll, 
Those are yeah. the two things. Like I am so organized and type A and everything else in my life, but the email and the camera roll, they just are my kryptonite with yeah. the amount of backed up that these things are. <laughs> yeah. I just, that's my number one is just, just deal with it immediately. And then, you know, it's done. You can trust yourself. You have a system. And if you, it works, if you work it, it's basically. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. That motivates me a lot to just get <laughs> in there and make a change. <laughs> yeah. Well, and too, like if you were somebody, I know that you already have a team, but if you were looking for somebody to go in and clean your inbox up, you can have somebody do it and start you out at inbox zero mm. so that it's not so overwhelming for you. And then you just have to maintain it after that. Yeah. Oh, Which I know feels big. like a big mountain too, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah. Having someone come in and clean things up for you and then maintaining it yourself. That's a really good option. I feel like for anything too, yeah. you know, having someone come in, help you get organized and then, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, thank you for all of your tips today. I know that yeah. you know outsourcing and bringing on people to help you is a hard thing for us to do as moms and as business owners. And so I think the more we can like talk about it and talk about the benefit and that it doesn't have to be this like very scary or overwhelming thing, I think makes it a lot easier for people to at least put their feelers out and start thinking about taking that next step so that they can scale their business. Yeah. Awesome. Well, before I let you go, we have to do our hot mess moment. And so <laughs> this is just a segment on the show where I invite my guests to share a time that they have been a total hot mess. So do you have one you want to share today? Gosh. So I'm a stepmom, so I'm always a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I do think that. I think most of the time we call our Mondays our transition days. Um, and that's when now I only have one at home, but he transitions from going to his mom's to our house and it's like the moods are high and the expectations are just off the wall, like going from her rules to our rules. Mm -hmm. And I used to very much be somebody who like, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't deal with it. Um, so when I was a college student and working and doing the new wife, you know, new, new mom kind of deal, I would freak out like every single Monday. And eventually I started having to like, I figured out a way to manage it, which is good. Yeah. I used to have to go and like spend my night in a different room until it was like bedtime and okay, bye guys. Have a great night. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But now like I started to Mondays will be the night that I cook so that I don't have to be in the chaos. And now right. he's old enough that it's just like, he's here or yeah. he's not. It's fine. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think That's just being a stepmom in general is my hot mess moment, but <laughs> Yeah, it's good you found a good way to manage it. Cause I yeah, I can't even imagine like the emotional just like reactivity from everyone for sure. That's yeah, that would be pretty messy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, that's that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Well, before we go, please tell everybody where they can find you, how they can connect with you, support you, how they can work with you if they are specifically in the photography industry and looking for a VA. Um, we would love to hear where people can connect. Yeah, thank you. Uh, my website is moxieassist.com and I hang out mostly on Instagram and my my handle is just at moxieassist. Um, and I'm on Facebook and Pinterest and all of those things too, but mostly Instagram or my website is where the most up-to-date stuff is. Awesome. And we'll put all of those links in the show notes so you guys can go and connect with Emily and 
Thank you so, so much for joining today. This was such a great conversation. Yeah, thank you so much. It was great to be here. Awesome. And until next time, you've got this, mamas. Stay bossy. I love this podcast so much, and I am so excited that we are on season five of the Boss Ladies and Babies podcast. Some of you have been with me since the beginning. Some of you might be new listeners, but either way, I am so thankful for this space and this community and for you following along on my journey. Also, I'm so thankful that you inspire me every single day just by being here. I love connecting with and supporting other moms who are growing their businesses while raising their babies and I couldn't do any of this without you. If you like this podcast, please, please, please leave me a quick review over on Apple Podcasts. I know you're a busy mom. I know you've got a lot to do. It won't take much. Just a quick emoji or a couple sentences is all we need to help get more eyes on this podcast, to connect with and inspire even more women, to grow our community together. I would be so thankful. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave that quick review, and let's keep this show growing. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you liked this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure you follow us on social at Boss Ladies and Babies. Join the conversation in our private Facebook group and check out everything we have to offer like community, coaching, merch, and more at bossladiesandbabies.com. And until next time, stay bossy.